I'm Mr. Marvel, and it's my job to catch you up on all the things going on in the MCU. So settle in, and let's not waste another minute. Welcome to episode 17. Today, I am breaking down Disney Plus's Miss Marvel, episode 2, Crushed, and episode 3, Destined. But before I do, I must warn you that this will be full of spoilers. I've got to start off right the bat here, that I'm just still not 100% invested in this series. I really thought that episode two would have catapulted us into something amazing. However, there is still a lot of world building going on, even into episode three. We do get more of Kamala's powers in episode two kicking us off with a badass training montage where she does discover that the powers are coming from within her and not the bangle, but they are being channeled by it, leaving me to believe we could get some sort of Inhumans reference. Although I won't hold my breath. I do want to know more about Bruno's app here that he has on his tablet, as it does just seem to be a tricked out fitness app. But knowing what we know about Bruno, it could be something so much more that he has created. Now, Kamala has some thoughts that she could be Asgardian, which we as the viewers know this is not true. But now that the Asgardians do live on Earth, this brings me to believe we could have the Asgardian DNA mixed into the human gene pool later down the road in the MCU, bringing us some sort of new super inhumans. Let's talk for a second about the elephant in the room. That being a legitimate X-Men reference, Kamala described her powers as hard light, which is an X-Men reference used uh, when they were talking about the danger room. Could this mean we get an introduction to the possibility of mutants in this series, or was this just a subtle nod to the comics? Or... Could this be our tie-in to her actually being an inhuman? If you noticed in episode one, when she first put on the bangle, these cosmic powers covered her like a Terra Genesis cocoon rather than the stone one, leaving us with the Miss Marvel we all wanted. Hopefully, she will keep on evolving throughout this series. We did get a funny interaction between Kamala and Kamran talking about Kingo, who we know is an internal, letting us know that we are certainly on Earth 616. Now, speaking of Kamran.com, this guy literally came out of nowhere and he is certainly taking an interest in Kamala. In the comics, we know that he was an inhuman who was exposed to the Terrigen Mist and gained some sort of biotranslucent powers. Now, this show is giving me a lot of hope in actually introducing inhumans in some way, and this is definitely giving me more interest moving forward. Other than that, I'm just not loving this show. I think in part, 
I am still just so hung up on Thor, Love, and Thunder. I mean, after securing my tickets, it's really all I can think of, especially since we are now just about a week and a half away. I literally have so many questions and I need so many answers, but I won't go into that today. What you can do is go check out the Earth 894 podcast and give them a follow because we are going to be teaming up to do a predictions episode before Love and Thunder is released. They also put out some great reviews and you can find them on Spotify, Apple, Podcast, basically everywhere. And while you're at it, give them a follow on Instagram at earth894podcast. Okay, getting back on track here, Kamala has her first superhero save moment, which for me was the most exciting part of this series. However, still wearing her cosplay Captain Marvel costume, which I think it's time to make her own costume, but We all know that's coming. We definitely see here that she is getting more control of her powers until she loses focus when she does her superhero pose. You all know what that means. It's a fighting pose. You're a total poser. But wait, while all this is going on, our friends over at the DDC are interrogating Zoe about her interaction with the enhanced individual. And boy, their interrogation techniques are harsh. One thing that really piqued my interest here was when Agent Cleary said the FBI is already investigating this. Now, this could only mean one thing, a Mr. Marvel's prediction. That's right. Devin, when you listen to this, I'm going to need a catchy sound clip moving forward. Well, here is my prediction. The FBI is looking for this enhanced individual. Who do we know in the FBI? The one and only Jimmy Woo. And Who does Jimmy Woo know? Well, Monica Rambeau. And where is Monica these days? If you remember from the season finale of WandaVision, she is up in space with Nick Fury. And, well, who does Nick Fury know? Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. That's a long-winded explanation that Nick Fury is looking for Kamala to make a special team, the Marvels, which we all know this show is leading us to. But that's my prediction. Either Jimmy Woo will reprise his role as a cameo, or we will have a scroll posing as an FBI agent before the introduction to Captain Marvel. Jumping back to the DDC and getting back on track here, after Kamala's disastrous save, she finds herself being tracked down by the Stark drones. So we learn something important here. Everything the DDC takes possession of, they don't just store it in that warehouse 
we saw back in Spider-Man. They are repurposing it to use as their own. I feel like moving forward in the MCU, they are going to become a problem for all of our heroes. But Kamala was able to escape with the help of Kamran, who was conveniently waiting to save the day. As soon as Kamala jumps into the car, she is immediately introduced to Kamran's mom. Now, this is where it gets weird because Kamala has seen this woman each time she has used her powers in this episode. Now, could this be her great-grandmother? I honestly have no idea, but I feel like it is plausible. All right, let's keep it moving here and jump into episode three, Destined. Well, she wasn't Kamala's great-grandmother, but she did know her. We get a very important flashback to 1942 where Kamala's great-grandmother, Namja, and a few other people are in a tomb of some sort. They discover a severed arm that is wearing the bangle. As it turns out, they are actually looking for two bangles that will help them return home. However, there are two things here that blow my mind. For starters, the severed arm is blue, leading me to believe without a doubt this is, well, was a Cree. Getting my hopes up as the possibility of Inhumans is still a 99% chance here. Though most importantly, the camera pans for an above the head shot, which reveals that they are standing on top of the symbol, which we all know from Iron Man 3 and Shang-Chi as the sign of the 10 rings, making me speculate that this bangle and the missing one will tie in somehow to the Ten Rings that Shang-Chi now carries. Hopefully, we will learn a little more about where these objects came from later down the road in this series, or at least before Phase 4 is completed. But now to the disappointing part of this episode, as we come back to the present, where we learn that they are Jen and from another dimension, losing all hope of Marvel giving us Inhumans. At least for now, as Marvel is in talks of rebooting the Inhuman story. So fingers crossed that my guy, Black Bolt, has a chance of coming back to the big screen for more than five minutes. But with all this talk of being from another dimension, and being over 100 years old, how have they gone unnoticed? Especially since Doctor Strange or even Wong should have sensed their presence. Maybe they will show up at the end of the series 
alongside America Chavez to help send them home. Dimension, multiverse could be the same. Or is it a pocket dimension like that of Talo or Kun Lun? Hmm. Maybe a tie-in to Iron Fist, possibly? I could go on with these theories, but instead, let's get back to this episode breakdown. We did learn that the bangle has unlocked Kamala's power and makes her stronger than the other unseen, clandestine, or djinn. They are really name-dropping here, giving us, or at least me, a lot of anxiety because the last time Marvel mentioned the unseen was back in What If when they were describing the Watcher. And I really don't want to go back down that road. But now that Kamala knows what she is, she tells Bruno and he starts his research on how to help. He even gifts Kamala her comic accurate mask during this episode, leading us closer to what we all want to see, that comic accurate outfit, because we are all tired of seeing this budget Captain Marvel try to save the day. We do get a pretty epic fight scene here that really shows off the strength and abilities of the Jin and They each have a powerful weapon that is literally hidden in plain sight until, I guess, they activate it. Although, I did feel that Kamala was about to show us some serious ass-kicking here at the end if the DDC didn't storm in and break up this fight. But with the Unseen now in the custody of the DDC, it makes me wonder, are they going to rat out Kamala or just escape? Either way, this will definitely be on the FBI's radar for sure, giving me hope that we get an appearance from Agent Jimmy Woo in episode four. But what was this vision of the train right before the DDC stormed in. I'm assuming no one else saw this. Well, at least no one else that was there. But then how did Kamala's grandmother see it? I guess we will just have to wait and see what happens moving forward. Assuming Kamala is headed off to Karachi to see her grandmother and get some answers as to who her great-grandmother really was and who she is. Wrapping up our breakdown of Disney Plus's Miss Marvel episodes two and three. Now, I've got to say that episode three has been the best so far, as we are gaining more insight to Kamala and we have a little better understanding to our other characters' development. Though, in a whole, I still find this series lacking a lot of potential. Hopefully, Marvel changes my mind 
before the end. So stay tuned for my next double header breakdown on episode four and five. And while you wait for that, make sure you catch my next episode as I will be having some pretty awesome guests on. Now, since this will be the first time I'm having guests on my podcast, not only will we be having audio, but we will also be doing a live stream. And trust me, you are not going to want to miss out on this one. So make sure you are following me on social media at Mr. Marvel's Minutes. So you stay up to date with what's going on. All right, let's jump on over to the results of this week's Instagram game, Mondays with Mr. Marvel's Minutes. With the upcoming release of Thor Love and Thunder, I wanted these to revolve around the God of Hammers. So question number one, who calls himself the Lion of Asgard? And the correct answer was Volstag. So congratulations, the soul of my civic. Ocampo Customs, Dadarini, Katie MC Mayo, Kaylee Hoke, Cult Media, and Tyler Martin 0727 for getting that answer correct. Question number two. Who did Thor battle in his first comic book appearance? Hopefully you got it right and picked the stone men from Saturn as the image is on the cover of the comic. So again, congratulations to Suzu Blue, Ocampo Custom, Kaylee Hulk, Cult Media, The Racing Genius, Coge Wills, and Tyler Martin 0727 for not letting me down on this one. Question number three. Who is the ruler of the Olympian underworld, Hades? And I'm sorry to all of those that selected Mephisto as the answer, because that is incorrect. Mephisto is the ruler of a pocket dimension that he calls hell or Hades. So congratulations to Torino 13, Ocampo Custom, and Cult Media for selecting the correct answer, Pluto. Thanks to everyone that played along this week, and make sure you are following at Mr. Marvel's Minutes on Instagram so you don't miss out on all the fun. And just remember, I hide the answer inside of the picture. So everyone should get Monday's answers correct. Now that this episode is over, don't forget to go check out the Earth 894 podcast and join their mightiest hosts, Devin Stone and Louis 
Tonnerini as they band together to discuss and review the latest news, films, and everything else in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You can find them again on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, you name it, they are there. Just search at Earth894 Podcast. And you don't want to miss my guest spot on a new and upcoming podcast, the Fan Club Podcast. This is a husband and wife team who are polar opposites experiencing each other's fandoms for the first time. So go ahead and check them out on Spotify and Instagram at the Fan Club Podcast. I will also be making an appearance soon on Empire Radio, a Star Wars podcast that's all about Star Wars. So check them out on Spotify and Instagram at Empire Radio Podcast. They are also part of the Needlessly Nerdy Network. And you're probably asking yourself, what is that? Well, the Needlessly Nerdy Network is a conglomerate of podcasts and blogs that provide entertainment, news, and reviews about all things nerdy, including movies, TV, books, video games, tabletop games, cons, pulp culture, and more. So for more nerdy podcasts, head on over to Needlessly Nerdy. You can also click the links in the description for this episode. If you are enjoying Mr. Marvel's Minutes, please take the time to leave me a rating and review on whichever platform you are using. And don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and family so they can join in on all the fun too. Make sure you click that little bell so you'll get notified first when we release a new episode. As always, thanks for listening and make sure you are following me on all social media platforms. Just search Mr. Marvel's Minutes. Mr. Marvel's Minutes is brought to you by Crafts by Spooky Blonde, where it's spooky, but with some pixie dust. Just search Etsy for Crafts by Spooky Blonde. You can also become a Patreon to help us keep the mic on. The Needlessly Nerdy Podcast Network, your source for all things nerdy. www.needlesslynerdy.com.